Welcome, everybody, to We Like Having Fun, an Office Hours Live with Tim Heidecker recap podcast. Uh, we are in one of the later weeks of June or early July. It's an off week for the show, and we have a very special episode. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Carl Cortez in Philly. Carl, how you doing, bud? Doing pretty well, Mike. How's everything going in New York? Uh, New York is just dandy so today we have a very special episode we are joined by since there's no show um no office hours live show this week we are we were, the producer of the show matt carlin was uh nice enough to take an interview with us so we're doing a little interview show today with the producer of the show matt matt carlin is on the line matt how you doing thanks so much for joining us today how's, how's it going hey guys How's it going? Very uh, happy to be talking to you. Thanks very much. Um, Matt is a big has been a big part of this show. We like having fun. He was Tim kind of put me in contact with him early when I had the idea to do this show. And Matt has been nothing but gracious and generous with his advice and uh, just kind of you know kind of gate said some nice things early on and uh, impacted the uh, kind of us rolling this show out so Matt I want to thank you for that right up front thanks so much and yes, since yes. then and since then you've been just super cool about getting us on the show and uh, retweeting and you know promoting us in any little way you can that's that's really appreciated um, and I you know, can't thank you enough for that yeah, right off the bat. Thank you for that, Matt. Well, I didn't tell you till now, but I'm I'm going to be taking a cut once you start monetizing. I'm going to be taking 20% right off the top. The next advice is going to be marketing and how you guys actually <laughs> turn this into money. We're starting our We Like Having Fun Patreon account soon. Yeah, and, do uh, it. Yeah, sure. Um, I'll help you. Uh, so I think it's, I just wanted to start with a, just a brief, biography of who you are and you know a little backstory of, of you like you know we don't have to get too you know we don't have to go marin on this thing but like you know sure maybe maybe your relationship to the guys and how you kind of got brought into this world because this used to be an aristotle world and then one day <laughs> you know matt you know offed aristotle and we we just got a, yeah. a new situation so how do you know these guys how do you know there? tim are you friends with tim uh, we're gonna go there with uh, Aristotle right out of right out of the <laughs> gate, huh? Get yeah. Into that. Um, sure. So, yeah, I've known Tim for a lot of years since uh, basically since like probably two thousand, either ninety nine or two thousand, so about twenty years. And we were he's he talked about it once on the show, I think that um, we were basically both not temps, but like very low level, crappy data entry work at a music club in New York called the Knitting Factory. And I had, yeah, you probably heard. Oh, yeah, this of course. Was Sounds familiar. When it was on Leonard Street. Um, uh-huh. Like, not the old, old Knitting Factory. Anyway, it was this kind of wild place to work with, like, free drinks and music club, and it was a lot of fun and a lot of young people, and we were doing this very stupid data entry work. And... um the specifics of how we became like actual friends there was he had his band, the Tim Heidecker masterpiece mm-hmm. and um, their drummer didn't have a drum kit. And I said, Oh, you can borrow my drum kit. And, uh, but you know, I'd like to go, you know, I was like a young guy worried about my drum kit for whatever dumb reason. <laughs> sure. Like it could break or whatever. And um, 
so I was like, oh, you can borrow it, but I'd like to, you know, go with you to keep an eye on the drums, you know, also to hang out or whatever. And it was uh, literally this biker gang had was having like a party, like a birthday party. And Tim's band was playing in this biker lair. I mean, there's no other way to describe it in um, Williamsburg, Brooklyn. And um, it was like straight up bikers and, you know... Uh, they gave me a video camera to like, cause you know, Tim was always like since college, I guess making videos, but I didn't know him that well at the time. And I'm like taking video tape and like the bikers are kind of giving me dirty looks cause they didn't want to be on tape. And they were playing all those masterpiece songs that like some of the fans know that stuff and like pussy lady and whatever, like time, you know, let's go tonight or whatever you know yeah. and i was like what is going on and the bassist was wearing this long-haired wig and tim was doing this kind of rock and roll guy with a suede vest and uh, i was mm -hmm. just like who are these guys and like what is this a joke what is this and it was you know and i was like sort of amazed at this whole scene and then you know from there we became good friends me and all the guys in the band and I was sort of managing the band I'm doing air quotes because I was like helping with booking and like made them a shitty website and stuff like that and that was how we became like close friends back in the day wow the so you still alive what's that is the website still alive ah no I, at some point Tim took over the site I like lost interest in making the website but it's yeah it's in the dustbin of history maybe it's somewhere I don't know on the like way back machine or something so so you just worked with Tim but you didn't know he was like doing this comedy stuff and you didn't know what you were stepping into and you went to this gig you like you had no idea what was coming kind of a thing no 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 it was you thought like it was just band. like a regular you thought it was like a regular kind of rock band that most that you'd expect you know out of a Williamsburg crowd or something or yeah he pro i mean he probably said a little something but like i mean i guess that's you know that's indicative of tim's personality to this day is that he'll just you're you're just kind of along for the ride and he's not going to necessarily let you know exactly what's a joke and what's not and you're it's just like he's going to assume you're smart enough to figure it out i guess okay um, um, and all those guys are really close friends. We're still all really close friends and other guys in that band. And so, yeah, it was, yeah, it was fun. It was, you know, it was like early twenties, New York. We were having fun all playing in bands and doing different stuff. So I don't, you know, he was doing, he was kind of doing some stand up here and there. And then, um, him and Eric was still living in Philly. And so, but then me and this is kind of part of what, I mean, I can take a little bit of credit. Me and my my other friend Tori, who who was on the show a couple times, we had this like variety show we used to do at the Knitting Factory, and Tim and Eric did a like um an overhead projector skit, essentially, and then from there, you know, they were I don't know if they were they had stopped collaborating specifically, but like Eric was in Philly, Tim was in New York, and then they started like making things for our little variety show and then very quickly from there they got like a booking agent and would you know show their videos before like big bands and stuff and then like had a career <laughs> yeah okay so you were there right for the taking right for the jumping off point right for the 
making the DVDs, the self-made DVDs, and sending them to Bob Odenkirk. You were you were around for all that. Yeah, I mean, at that point, Tim was working at a different place. I stayed at the Knitting Factory for like a year or so after, um, mm-hmm. and so Tim had moved on to another like day job or whatever. So I wasn't like I was still doing the band stuff with him, like involved with it. But um, so yeah, I was definitely around hanging out and all that for sure cool so 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 they so tim and eric take off are you part of that any aspect of that until office hours like were you did you ever you know work on any of their projects over the years besides this um a little bit not like not till not till much later you know they moved to la when they sort of got involved with bob and um and i stayed in new york for like I was in New York for about 14 years total. So like probably another 10 or 12 years in New York when Tim was in um, LA. And then when I moved out here, I did a couple little things with them. I played on the, um, the puss whip bang, puss whip bang gang single that I played drums on that. Mm -hmm. And then we did like, you weren't on that tour. (laughs) I did that tour. Well, you did? not the Tim and Eric tour. We did a very tiny three sh- three city tour again. Okay, in quotes with Puss Whip to when that record came out. Sure. Well, actually, you know what? And before that, when I very first moved out here, I did the first Festival Supreme, which was crazy. This like outdoor show for like nine thousand people. Yeah. With playing drums for Tim and Eric, which was that was fun. I mean, there's Sweet. a lot of, you know. <laughs> okay, so you're the drummer. Little so, stories. so you're the occasional drummer for when they do their musical stuff sometimes is a good way to maybe put it. Yeah, because, like, I don't, I, I don't think it's talking out of school to say, like, some of the, the guys who are on the show are, like, you know, not necessarily reliable performers to, like, go book a show and stuff. So it's, like, I think Tim would like to have at least like me and Davin for instance would be like a known quantity Davin Wood who did a lot yeah. of music for them would be like a known quantity in a band to like give it some semblance of stability and reliability and like keeping a set together for a show yeah and you're not going to screw them over your friends like you're going to learn the songs and do a good job and show up and communicate and stuff yeah I mean some of it is probably just Tim wanting to bring somebody who he's friends with around rather than like yeah for something fun like that versus his own albums he's getting like real drummers i wouldn't consider myself like a real drummer (laughs) but you can play you can get up and play a show i can play rock and roll nice you can get by yeah sometimes that's all you need yeah (laughs) okay so that's cool i remember seeing the puss whip i saw well, they did, Tim and Eric did a tour where they brought that band out, like, I think at the end of the show for a few songs. I remember yeah, seeing that Yeah, which Doug, Doug may have played drums in those. It's possible. Really? I didn't even know. Yeah, Doug always opened. I mean, Doug, Doug you know, DJ, as the DJ, I think, um, yeah. I, think he opened, I think he opened the show, but yeah, yeah we saw did, him in Buffalo. He played drums on some of those, I know. I know I saw them. I saw that tour where they did the band, I think, in Boston, Boston mm-hmm. and New York like way back okay so all right so that's so i think we got the little <laughs> little backstory of, of how you know the crew so sure. at some point um 
does Tim come to you and say, you know, what do you think? You want to you want to jump on? We're trying to take this this show to the next level, or <laughs> like, w- how did that all work out? Yeah, I mean, if you if you go way back in the archives, I, there were a couple show earlier shows where I was just like hanging out. So mm-hmm. like once a couple times I'd just go hang out when it was at the APSO office and just like I didn't really talk much. I was just kind of hanging out and listening. And then probably probably in January or when, whenever they did that last big tour, I think kind of before he went on that tour, he, we talked sort of casually about like, hey, I want to I think I want to do a I think Tim wanted to do a Patreon mainly. He was like, let's maybe do a Patreon. Would you want to get involved? And I mean, I don't even know if we ever like gave it a name like producer or whatever. It was more just like, do you want to get involved? And then when he got back from tour, we kind of I think we emailed a little bit or texted when he was on tour to to talk about it a little bit and set up the Patreon and stuff. And then, yeah, out of the gate, the first sort of real thing I did was the marathon back in March, which was also the day COVID-19 <laughs> took over the world. It's <laughs> weird yeah. timing. It's it, because you did that show. It seems like you like became the household name like very quickly because that like, because that show was like streamed live and there was a lot of people and it was like, yeah, producer Matt, like Matt, what's going on? Like, cause you, you had a lot to kind of deal with, with the guests and everything that show that it just, and then you slipped in and you're just the guy from, from then on. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, how is it how has it kind of progressed? I mean, you started off as just the um as you said just maybe setting up a Patreon and then it was you know, all right, come and actually sit in the room with us and book guests. I mean, did that sl- <laughs> did that start, you know, is that just every week there's just more responsibility or something or um yeah, I mean, it's like not a lot is discussed really i'd say it's more it just sort of naturally happened and like uh-huh. it just seemed to be working and it was just like you know because those guys had been doing it for a hundred episodes or whatever so it was like i think part of it was just on me to figure out what needed help and what what to do and where i fit in and it was just sort of a nat, you know because i've known doug for a long time too and um i know vic a little bit for a while and so it was just like you know these text threads that are mentioned on the show yeah with some frequency it's like you know next thing you know you're just sort of on a text thread and yeah it just it was a very organic sort of thing where the responsibilities eventually kept piling up until it became a large part of my day every day <laughs> what's been the most challenging part of that role since you've taken it on in March um yeah just t- like the time of you know the, f- the feeding the social media beast oh. is sort of so time consuming I'd say it's and, fun yeah I like it but it's um I'm doing a lot of crappy designing and keynote and like you know <laughs> keeping up but I you know it's fun I don't I have time for it right now and it's yeah I you know I love you know I love all of it it's it's a lot of fun it's you know, it's just and you run the Discord, do. the Instagram, the Twitter. You do all the social media platforms in addition to the show. Yeah, yeah. I'm, which, it's like a question that I I don't know how to like, because a lot sometimes people will message and they'll be like, "Hey Tim," and I'm like, uh, I don't want to disappoint you, but this is not <laughs> Tim. You're 
Do you just put to. on a Tim uh, character whenever yeah. they ask? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to be, <laughs> I don't want to be disingenuous, and I, you know, like even in this conversation here, I don't want to speak for anybody because you know they're like at the end of the day, it's not like they're not inaccessible people. Like, and Tim is saying so much on the show that like there's not like. <laughs> There's not much to reveal, you know, it's like he's mm -hmm. pretty straightforward about what he thinks and stuff. And, you know, I guess it's harder to get through on the line now. But if you really want, you could. It's not like impossible. Yeah. You need a back That's channel. One. You need to send you a, a private message and say, hey, man, I got this thing. Get me on the show. If you um, have a good topic. Yeah, I'll put you yeah. on. I'll, 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 I'll fast track it because <laughs> uh, there's a lot of not good. Topics. The not good are good. The not good are good, is my opinion. It depends. It depends. I mean, that's, I think that's another sort of, that's a whole other sort of subject about the show and the evolution that we're still figuring out. And again, it's so organic that we're not like sitting and planning about it, but we are like trying to find that balance of the random callers versus the, the gets, the guests who yeah. are gets and, and, you know, I think we've learned by now that like booking three or four guests just gets like it's too much. It's like overproduced yeah. at that point. Um, before we get into all that, because I got a lot of a lot of questions about all that stuff. Do yeah, you sure. what is your you don't have to answer this and I can cut it out. <laughs> what is uh, what is your regular career day job um, other than this? Are you is it I don't know if you comfortable sharing, <laughs> sharing that. Yeah, no, no. I'm happy to share. Um I do marketing like that's for the past several years I've done freelance marketing. So like that's why I'm, I've done other Patreons and Kickstarters and things like that. And I've done tons of social media for different clients over the years. And then most mm. recently I ha we, uh, me and my wife have a two and a half year old. So oh, nice. I mean, to be honest, the first like year and a half of her life or maybe even two years, I was kind of the primary caregiver, you know, we mm. had some help. So I was doing like a little bit of freelance work and then watching our, our child, our daughter. And, um, so then this is kind of come, came along at a good time in terms of like, well, until COVID hit, she was going to be going to preschool soon and all that. So, but that's a big other mess right now in the world. So has, has COVID like slowed down maybe the regular work and given you more time to, you know, lean into this? Um, I or mean, that was, or are you juggling a bunch before. of shit? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, so I, I don't know if this is super boring. We, me and my wife moved out to LA about seven years ago, um, because she's a TV writer, showrunner. Um, Ooh. and so we moved out here and then like, that sort of shifted my work stuff because most of my work life was in New York. And then we, you know, had a kid, got married, had a kid. And I became more of like sort of a stay at home dad, more or less. Okay. So you're in the comedy world. This isn't far off from, you know, your life at home, right? This kind of shit. Yeah. I always used to joke when we moved out here that I was comedy adjacent, you mm -hmm. know, between christina and like her world of friends and being friends with tim it was just we would be in that world somewhat mm -hmm. i mean it's also like it's a funny 
it's like a lower tier of Hollywood in a way. Like comedy is still this, there's different levels and like, sure. it seems it, you know, I guess it seems glamorous or whatever, but it's still just sort of an industry and it's work and some of it can be very boring and not that mm. interesting, like hanging out and you, then you like find your actual friends and all that. That's sort of LA stuff. Though. Yeah. You get your yeah. set going at the comedy store and try it out. <laughs> my chunk. Work, yeah. work on chunk. your chunks. Yeah. yeah. I never, that was not my world at all. That like stand up world. I know that when I started listening to Office Hours, it felt more caller heavy. And I know that we've seen more guests, bigger names on the show. Do you feel as if at some point there will be a block where it's all callers? Or is it at the point now where you, there are too many randoms and they've gone too wild and you're just trying to take the show in a different direction? Yeah, I mean... I mean, for one, it's not like, it's not my call on that exactly. You know, I think I have, I certainly have a voice and, you know, Tim's happy to listen to me and discuss and, you know, we've talked about it a bit, I think, but again, it's just sort of the natural evolution of the show is that, you know, the reality is to make it a priority and collect money from people on Patreon. I think it needs to kind of grow and be a, have a little more mass appeal than what started as essentially Tim's fans and trolls, you know, and I just don't, Facebook I think that live starting. Yeah. It's fun, but it's also, it, it has a limited, it has a built in limit to it. And so, you know, when, when there's like three or four guests booked, like, you know, name guests or whatever, and people in entertainment or celebrities or whatever, then I think it does get, it's like two it's just hard to do. It's hard to like keep it moving and get in a flow because you, or you, you have to keep it moving so fast that you can't get in a flow and get that looseness that everybody likes. So it's a balance that I think, you know, I think we've kind of landed on it now where it's like if we book one or two guests, there's still time. And then I think the reality is that after hours has very much turned into that old show of like whoever wants to call in and it's very casual and loose which sometimes I think leads to, you know, some of the funniest stuff. It's certainly loose and more accessible to, to get a call in. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I don't know. You know, maybe I could see doing a show at some point with all callers, maybe. But at the same time, it's like it's a fine line between, you know, well, it's also COVID, to be honest, like, if Fred Armisen was sitting in the whole time, we'd be able to take more calls and it would be more casual. Zoom adds this whole complication of like, okay, we need to talk to this person. It's sort of tricky to bring in other guests mm-hmm. and it just adds this yeah. whole other. We haven't seen John C in a minute. Yeah. yeah. We got to get, we, we need John C back. Some of these, I, some of these regular, some of these regs are just, uh, you know, not around these days. I, I didn't even really think of that until right now, but when you said Fred, I was like, Oh yeah, John C where's the acai bowls. I know um, we need an acai report desperately. Another, um, another, uh, Jack Nicholson story. Yeah. Another Jack. I was going to, I was going to ask like how much you kind of said, we don't talk about it much, but like how much of a priority is it for you and for all these guys? Is it something you guys are like, you know, it's like a big part of your lives or is it like you know what we just show up on thursday like an hour before the show and run off a couple things and and do it or is it you know is is it yeah would you like lean towards you know it's becoming like a bigger thing for everybody 
Yeah, I mean, I I think again, I don't want to speak specifically for everybody because you know they're all they've been doing it much longer than I have, and they have their own opinions and stuff. But you know, I I think it's safe to say that everyone respects the fact that there people are giving us money. You know, nobody wants to like blow that off at all. You know, and mm-hmm. and there's certainly a desire to put on a good show. I think where the you know the where the interesting part is is does putting on a good show meaning mean like whl whl episode there was like a lot of writing went into it a lot of planning it was like very much scheduled out and you know obviously there were like drops that were specifically made for that and you know that required more planning um as opposed to a looser show where you can get more callers and more randomness it's like you know that's there's there's different versions and like you know you want to have a balance so you know but everyone's putting effort i would say you know there's there's definitely it's not like a writer's room you know it's not like writing a tv show mm-hmm. um but on the other hand i think it's there's probably much more effort than a lot of these other podcasts that i personally can't stand where it's just like three or four people just like chatting and they don't seem to have any agenda they're just like letting it roll for an hour and a half. And it like, I find a lot of that stuff, which is very popular in the comedy world to be unlistenable. Whereas we have, you know, we have a loose schedule, we have things mm-hmm. and we, the, the infamous text thread is always going with, you know, drops being shared and ideas and bits sort of appearing. Great. Carl, you got another one? Um, we can do a quick rapid fire round. Five questions. Carl has a rapid fire he wanted wow. to prepare. I said, go to town. Oh, shots yeah. fired. Quick, this could be a segment on your show. Shots fired with Carl. You just like <laughs> fire away. Yeah. You ready? Oh, yeah. All right. First one. Favorite drop on the show. Oh, man. Um, favorite. It's so hard to narrow it down because they like they run through my head all the time. Um, to be honest, the one that was making me laugh a lot was the police siren that got that got killed. I, that one always cracked me up. You could have lied. So funny. <laughs> I could have. I could have. You could have skewed those votes. I respected right. the vote. Least favorite drop. Um. And hmm. you can't say sirens because that's already. No, that's my I know favorite. It's gone, that's one of yeah. my faves. Um. <laughs> least favorite drop. Um, I don't, there, sometimes there's ones that I just sort of don't know what's going on that'll like appear out of nowhere. I'm trying to think of like an example of, I don't know, Nate, like what, tell me which ones you think are like the divisive ones. Which one out of those uh, four would you have outvoted? Did you vote? Oh, which would I have voted out? Um, well, just as a place well, to start. I guess... I would have had to vote for Police Siren just because it was so fucking loud. Mm. That I didn't like about it, but it was also kind of funny. Uh, preferred supermarket. Preferred super supermarket. Yes. Oh, not not Elias. <laughs> 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 or what's the other Wegmans? Which are, Elias is the one that Nick's always talking about. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, I'm partial to Trader Joe's. I'm a TJ's loyalist. Yeah, Trader Joe's. Love my That's TJ's. Right. Nice. Uh, last book you read? Oh wow! Um, oh, actually, you know what it is? It's gonna uh, the Limmy autobiography. 
I very coincidentally go. had ordered it um, before we booked him. And um, yeah, it was really interesting. It was great. He's, he's an interesting dude. Last TV show you watched? Uh, I started Patriot on Tim's recommendation that he was yeah. raving about. I watched the pilot. Me and my wife watched that. It was good. It's good? What is it? Is that, is that a comedy? or? No, it's like um, espionage. Or spy. It's like a spy show. It's like a spy show, a thriller. Okay. Um, so, yeah, those are the five. I got one at the end that will kind of summarize everything. Love it. Boom. There we go. Have you guys thought about um, uh, hearing you talk about the how it's like, you know, certain big shows you want to write a lot and like that maybe that balance is a little hard, a little tricky to figure out as far as how much writing do you want to put into it before it maybe makes the show a little less, loses a little of its kind of flavor. Have you guys thought about doing like more frequent shows so that you save some of that juice and like make it a little more like, I remember this this whole idea for this podcast started because in the beginning of COVID, after the 100th episode, which was so huge, it was like you guys had done the next couple. And I was like, you guys should just do this every day. Like, this is the thing. Like, just do this every day. Go stern with it. Just, like, do it every day. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, we don't need guests. You can just rip every day. And I, and Tim, uh, Tim responded to the tweet that I wrote, and he, he said, you know, uh, every day. And, um, but I did think that this this kind of format would seem if you got it dialed in to a certain place could be done maybe a couple times a week or is that something you guys ever discuss or you want to keep it where it is? Um, yeah, it's never been specifically discussed. I mean, this you know the Stern models three days a week now, obviously if you're a Stern okay. listener and um, and it's longer. I mean, Stern is like four hours, right? Mm-hmm. So and I mean like. The thing about Stern is that there's so much writing going on that it, it feels like it's not. It feels mm-hmm. it feels off the cuff, as Bobo would say. But like, I don't know if you guys are Stern fans specifically. You're probably a little young. I used but. I used to I used to listen to it. I'm not. I haven't listened in a, in a couple yeah. of years. You know, it's yeah. one of those things that you kind of like. It can come and go in your life, Stern. Sure. But um, you know, a show like that or any of these daily shows, like you know, the news ones, like I. I like David Pakman and Sam Cedar's show. And like, there's a lot more writing and planning and like a full-time staffing going on to make that happen. So Mm -hmm. I just don't think, I think it would lose some of the freshness personally if we, if it was an everyday. I mean, I I don't think it's crazy to think there that it could happen more than once a week at Mm -hmm. some point or like as a little one-off or something like that. That's not like, nuts to think about but i i also think part of what makes it so lovable is the you know less is more so like you know we leave everybody wanting more mm. and it's like sure it's enough that you're just like and i mean i'm saying this as a fan too because i it's like it's kind of my fate it's my favorite comedy podcast for sure and mm-hmm. so like you know part of me wants more and part of me is like you know it's kind of good to like let it be this special once a week thing and we make it this big event and we post about it and make a big stink every time. Yeah. <clears throat> and are you gig, are you, so you said your favorite, are you having a hard time keeping it together while you're sitting there? You have a mask on most of the time these days. So we can't tell <laughs> how much you're breaking up over there, but <clears throat> I mean, yeah, yeah. Some I of mean, the best times are when you see Doug and Vic kind of lose it and everybody actual actually laugh at what's happening. Um, yeah. Are, you, are you dealing with some giggles over there? Or are you too busy? 
No, no, I'm 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 LOLing for sure. I mean, you can okay. I hear myself in yeah. the background. I have Wes rigged up this thing where my mic is only on if I press the cough box. So like the opposite of what a cough box would do. Gotcha. So like my mic is closed and then if I if I'm saying something I turn it on so you can kind of hear me like way in the back sometimes and I'm mm. yeah, I'm sometimes I'm neglecting. I mean with the old system, the old video switcher um, I was like, and you can see in some of those shows, I'm like too busy. I'm like listening to the show and not paying attention to the video switcher. So that's why it'll like stay on Vic for a full extra minute. Cause I'm just like w- listening yeah. to the show instead of like doing my job on it. Um, <clears throat> is there some sort of Aristotle story or, you know, oh. <laughs> I mean no. like. There's no controversy. No controversy there? Did you know no, him? No. He I didn't know him. No. I met him. I think I only met him in person once at that or maybe twice back in when I just like hung out, but um No, he he's an employee of Starburns and like he has a full-time job there and I think he does I think he does his own podcast and he records other podcasts so like you know their whole function as a company is the podcast. They're like they have really nothing to do with the video aspect or the live stream. So like, Mm -hmm. and again, this is just my sort of observation. Like, I think the, the stream was sort of an afterthought and like he helped from what I gathered, he helped set it up, but he, you know, and he was running the switcher, but he didn't have like a vested interest in the video show and his like full-time day job is like putting out this podcast. So he would like run the zoom recorder and like, that would be his responsibility to get a good clean podcast re- recording. And then I think some of it was safety with COVID and, and then, yeah. you know, it just, again, it just sort of organically we found Wes and then it was like Wes was doing the mixing and the video stuff. And it just became just sort of naturally. Is Wes an imp- like somebody you hired or did, like you yeah, looked we, for somebody? I found Wes through a fan, uh, so, uh, Tom, who's, name last name escapes me tom is one of the patreons and he when we were having like a real shit show of tech trouble he messaged and was kind of like hey maybe i can help you and we just sort of like corresponded and then he was like actually it sounds like you need more help than i can personally provide but my roommate is like works with some pro youtubers and does that stuff and he could help you out ah look at that the fans always uh coming through and i I love the community how it does seem like even vic was just like kind of a guy that was you know making videos and you know like eventually found himself like in this kind of circle which i always think is fascinating so you know it's we're definitely borrowing some some sort of some of that vibe from the on cinema universe and there's some crossover now but that's just this like crazy deep community of you know, they're essentially doing like role playing online of the Greg heads against the Tim heads. And like, it has this very pro wrestling feel to me as like someone who grew up in the like eighties and early nineties, like, you know, villains and heroes and you kind of play these roles and we're starting to do that a bit on this show, which I think is super fun. And I love like Dom, the video, I don't know if you saw the video Dom from Dom today, Dom, the dead, Dom, the deadhead. Yeah, I did. So now there's this whole, like, I consider it almost like a, you know, like a subplot about 
Pavarotti heads versus dead heads. <laughs> and like, we've just created this inane, ridiculous <laughs> controversy of, about like Pavarotti, which is to me, like, that's the stuff that makes me laugh. Like, I love that kind of ridiculous stuff. Yeah, no, that's that's fun. I'm glad that turned into something good. That call was a little painful for a minute, but now, but like even something like that turns into, you know, a whole a whole side thing, which is which is really cool. Yeah, and I mean, like, not to like jump on that as like. I think it's easy to be like, oh, that that would that bit was no good, and like that wasn't funny. But at the same time, like part of the show i think is letting that stuff gestate a little bit and like mm -hmm. what it like to me that the the best part of that was doug chiming in with Pavarotti. that whole yeah so like yeah, you kind of sure. need a few minutes of like whatever <laughs> to yes. lead to some and that's you know that's just that's that style of humor versus like you know doing very sticky stuff of like someone's coming in as a character and like Sure. Droning on and on about some silly character or whatever. It's like this is a more natural, organic sort of like the humor is like there's these little bits of it. It's not necessarily like punchline, punchline, punchline. Mm -hmm. um, what is your opinion about um, this this little this new little controversy that's creeped up with the commenting of the on Tim's uh, Saturday letters. That's the new oh, yeah. uh, hot topic in the man. That cone people head. Were, that cone people head were going in nuts in there. I was like, whoa, man. Was it Leonard wow. Cohn? Who did they say? Yeah, or Leonard no. Cohen. Yeah, it was a conehead. It was. Yeah, conehead. Yeah, we have to. All coneheads are banned from Patreon. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, again, it's like the reason. The reason you like this show, or, you know, you being the, the universal you, the reason this show is liked is because it's a hyper-reality version of Tim. And, like, you know, if he didn't get excited and rant about stuff, then it would be a really boring listen. And, like, you have to kind of... There's truth to a lot of it, but you have to kind of take it with a grain of salt. And, like, if you're going to get super upset about it and feel like oh he you know this has hurt my feelings it's kind of like you know that's sort of sort of the price of admission is that there might be a topic someday that ruffles your particular feathers and you're gonna have to just get over it and like you know is he is someone gonna get banned from patreon probably not because you know i'm gonna mm. i'm gonna not do it i'm probably just gonna like yeah you know, I'm not going to go in and ban someone and be like, you made a comment that annoyed Tim. Now we're like, you're out. It's, you know, as opposed to like, I think the things that you would actually get banned for would be like, you know, whatever, racism or sexism yeah. or that. Like, that's the kind of stuff where it's just not. Have you had to ban people? No, we haven't had to. Okay. There was some was weirdness saying. in the Zoom chat one day where a couple guys were just like being dicks, essentially, and they had to be admonished which was weird um, <clears throat> so you talked about this hyper real version of tim <clears throat> is that <laughs> it seems like there's comments sometimes that seem like that isn't like okay when we start the show now tim's changes like it like it seems like sometimes it 
it feels like maybe it's really not that like it just he kind of just slides into the role maybe a little bit like you can see that maybe he's I don't want to say like during prep time or whatnot, like he gets himself <laughs> in the zone or something. But is, is everybody aware that like when you guys start, this is the way Tim is going to talk to people and this is going to this is the way he's going to act. And is, is there an awareness of like Tim being <laughs> like going out of his way to be rude or short with callers <laughs> as something that we all like? And he knows that that's good. So he, you know, keeps that up. Like, I, I guess. Yeah, that's kind of an intricate thing to ask but yeah i mean again it's like it's not this is just my observation i'm not like in his head and like we've never it's not like it's so this kind of stuff is just not discussed internally yeah because it's sort of like it's a, i think it's a little bit like save it for the show you know so like yeah i mean i i think it's a little naive to not acknowledge that when a camera or a microphone is on that it changes the dynamic and it's, Mm -hmm. you know, that's just, that's everything is a performance, you know, like anything like even us having a chat on a podcast is a performance on some level, which it's a, that's a bit of a cop-out answer. I know, but like, you know, for Tim, it's like, it gets tricky because he's using his name and it's always, it's not always clear when he's doing a character yeah. or when he's doing a bit. But like, again, I think if you're, if you're not up for that ride, then it's <laughs> yeah. probably just not for you because you can get tons of stuff that like you, you'll hear a sticky voice and you'll immediately know, okay, this person's doing a shtick. And like, if you want stuff like that, that is readily available and there's like tons of improv community based shows that do that, there's podcasts, there's live shows, like you can go find that stuff up the wazoo if you want that. And if you want something that's different and that's a little, what I consider more interesting and more appealing to me, then, you know again you there might be stuff that you're like oh whoa he crossed the line there but it's like i don't know people aren't saying i don't know yeah it's it's a weird line and sometimes and sometimes i mean for me i think that i think that he's being honest a lot of those times you know what i mean like whether it's the nicest way to say something or not i don't think he's bullshitting when he's saying to somebody like shut the fuck up or like you know like next you know next call like if he's you know he gets impatient or whatever that those kind of feelings and energies that come out of him they're not they're not really a character they're just like (laughs) letting it letting it roll you know what i mean just like i'm not going to censor my thoughts and feelings i think you actually there's the line is like between way like way too honest and then way too kind of over the top is like this that's where it's hard to juggle Wait a minute. And I think that's when people I think people get fucked up when they when they come on the Zoom or they get on the line because they're like, oh, shit. Like, I, you know, it's nerve wracking because, you, <laughs> you know, he's hammering you, but he's not he's not full of shit there. He's not like doing an act. He's saying, come on, what do you got? Let's get to it. You know, like that kind of a, yeah, that, it's a hon- that honesty, it's a heightened reality. I think yeah, I guess that's is, a, good is a heightened it. reality. That's how I view it, you know, because because otherwise it would be a boring show if you were just like. Or it'd be a different show. Like if it's a news show, then like there isn't room to be like, 
a drop saying this is bullshit next caller fuck you uh-huh. it wouldn't work in a news context but in a comedy no. show context i feel like also a lot of the calls can be duds and like need something to you know yeah no it zhuzh it along and make it entertaining so last kind of inside baseball so what i kind of was phrasing this in a weird way but like so what do you guys talk about like what are the segments of the show and like what is like the me and Carl are always kind of guessing. And that that <laughs> keeps it fun that, for us. <laughs> uh, like city of the day, does like you guys take turns, or does it just like somebody <laughs> throw it out? Like what's what's going on there? I mean, I, you don't have to tell us the secret, but if you want to share a little, you can insight. reveal some. I do love hearing your theories when I listen because <laughs> I do I listen and I'm always like, that's very funny to hear what, what <laughs> the you people think. like care about your yeah, wh- process yeah what you well no just what you think the process is and what you think gets written a lot um yeah i mean part i don't want to ruin some well some of the mystery i don't want to ruin necessarily but on the other hand i don't think it matters that much like these days jay is writing city of the day um Ah. the the specific city of the day wow the city part um i farmed that oh he's writing the Oh, he's like, what do you mean? Like, he's coming up with the city, the word, the city? Jay will go and find the, like, weather and the facts and stuff. Oh, okay. He'll find the weather and the facts. I that's see. what I mean I by writing gotcha, city gotcha. of the day. Because, like, that's written. Tim's not just, like, making up the the weather report and the, you know, like, the local. I figured that was just, like, a Google search that happened right at the time. <laughs> um, like... Well, again, it's like, it just wouldn't, like, right before the show, there's sort of other stuff going on, so it wouldn't be... Yeah, it would be sort of inconvenient <laughs> to like have to Google news items. I mean, lately, Tim's just been skipping all the news items, which is kind of funny because I'm sure yeah. your next question would be about the um, the sponsors. <laughs> and yeah, so, the, spo- the sponsors is it, to, to me like a, it seems like it's maybe the only thing that gets written for the show as far as like you guys collaborating as far as like writing something together or. Yeah, you you're not entirely wrong. I mean, I think the first couple, Tim just wrote them, like literally just wrote them out like in a yeah. Google Doc or whatever. And um, those like um, Jacoby and Myers was like a that was a text thread collaboration. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was sort of revealed on the show when Doug sort of got mad at Vic for stealing yeah there was a big reveal of what was going on <laughs> listen that was a big moment for me and carl because we've been discussing how how that all works and i was like oh okay so doug chipped in a couple and he yeah. Kind of, yeah he got mad at vic because vic held some back and so that yeah. he looked like the star of the show <laughs> like rainbow pervert i happened to be driving at it we are uh, we me and my family went away last week when that thread was going on so i was like <laughs> having my wife type while i drove to like throw in some puns and stuff which is kind of okay but um yeah that again it's like it's so organic the way it evolves that like it was just an idea tim had and then he wrote a couple like for the next show you know it would be like one would be written for the next show and then it became kind of collaborative and now it's a little more collaborative there's some other stuff that's written um i mean again wohl had a lot of written stuff um of course yeah but it's not like a script per se you know, it's more like formatted, formatted or there's prep like the um, like another personal favorite for me was the um, uh, the Thundercat base quiz. Yes. Thing. Yeah. OK. The games have to be prepped. Yep. Yeah. Games sense. are prepped. So like, you know, 
writing is a loose term in that, but sure. like we do have to kind of like pull the clips and make the clips and then put uh-huh. them in some kind of order, which, you know, a lot of times I'd say it's, that'll be a collaboration on text and then I'll usually compile and put it on a Dropbox and like put an order. And then Tim will have like a list he can pick from to like go through and like, Oh, I'll do this one next. And you know, whatever. Do you guys prep like a, like a, like more than we see like week to week where it's like, Oh, we didn't even get to these other couple ideas. It's like, it's kind of thing where you show up with with more and, Yeah, we don't have a good system for saving, but there's definitely stuff we didn't, we haven't gotten to that's like in the hopper. Or even um, like the sponsors. If like if you think of a three of them in one day, do you just jot them down somewhere and it's like, yeah, well, maybe we could use that one someday. Is there like a constant like, what do you think of that? Or is it like, guys, it's coming up. Do we, anybody got anything for Thursday? Like, you know, sponsor wise? Again, it's really organic, and like Tim and Doug worked together for have worked together for so many years that like, and Tim is like, it's really, I mean, not to be all like, you know, a fan about fanboy about it or something, but like, it's really interesting to watch how Tim works because yeah, he's very quick, he's very intuitive, and he just doesn't waste time. So like, you know anything if it's an edit for social media or whatever it's like it'll get sent to him and he'll have like one quick note that like makes a big difference like he's not spending he's not laboring over yeah stuff in general and so then it's like you know yeah i don't know like sometime in the week (laughs) leading up to a show like a text will come through like how about jacoby and meyer's ice cream and then like it's off to the races with like a an hour long thread of, of pun <laughs> okay. ice cream flavor lawyer slash legal puns, you know? And then I like, you get some visual media kind of, I mean, you did this week with the billboard. Like, have you guys thought like in the video show to be like, oh, maybe if we had these a little bit ahead of time, we could make like a little sort of, logo or graphic or some like sort of next level of that sponsor you know with some similar to uh in check it out when they make brand logos that show up whenever they have their ads going oh like in the actual show yes yeah i mean my my opinion on that would be like eh, probably not worth the effort personally would be my comedic opinion on that um well, you guys, I mean, you guys have put effort into these, like, little countdowns, and, like, I'm seeing all the little touches. I don't know if that's you or, or what's going on, but there's little touches that are, like, simple. Oh, and probably production don't think it's stuff. Of, yeah, yeah. I'm saying production stuff, yeah. So, like, do you guys think about, like, oh, at some point, maybe City of the Day, we, we, have, we wrote a song for it. Maybe now there's, like, some, you know, little, you a know, graphic. logo. Yeah, some sort of graphic-y little low-budge, you know, Tim and Eric world-style yeah, I you mean, know, thing, I, um, you know, like a city of the day or like, oh, maybe a fan makes a city of the day logo animation that keys or something that like, yeah, I feel like there's one. Sure. If someone has one. <laughs> yeah. If somebody wants <laughs> well, to do that, I don't, I don't want to sure, do it, but, um, <laughs> but mean, that yeah, kind of like stuff, I feel like the, the last part of this puzzle, like Tim and Eric Knight live had, had those like on screen keyed in schlocky graphics, right? you right. know? I think that's maybe the last piece of your puzzle of because you have the ability, you're doing the live video yeah. that you could 
do some schlocky graphics stuff, um, that that would be the only thing that we haven't really. S- I, I don't know. I guess Carl, we were gonna we were gonna talk about like where is the where's the show heading? Do you have like production <laughs> yeah. thoughts of how to make it bigger, how to make it better, what to to or bring just in personal goals? Like it's been around for over a hundred episodes and it's definitely continuing to grow with Patreon and whatnot and with guests that have been bigger and bigger and just more consistent with the shows like what personal goals do you have do you talk with the group about their goals or what they want to envision or is this just content with everybody and this formula works so ride it out well my personal goal is to get it where it's like synced would be nice (laughs) because we're still seem to be three or four frames off out of sync with the audio which is super annoying it's a bummer so that's a personal goal um (laughs) and i mean that's the thing it's like to start talking about like more more involved graphics and stuff i feel like we're still not fully dialed in on like a base level yeah turnkey production where we just show up and it goes smoothly and like you know we're still zoom brings about weirdness i mean i'd love to use I'd love to get guests directly on OBS, but that would require them downloading some software to do it. And I don't like, it's kind of a big ask for like, we're not going to ask Thundercat to like download software for his 10 minute yeah. thing on the show. So, um, yeah, I don't, there's no, again, it's so organic. I mean, I think we're, we, by now it'll be public knowledge that we're going to put out this 3000 Patreon goal which is going to be another WOHL uh, episode, a three hour episode. So I think, you know, that we're, we're more just thinking in terms of like what's fun, what's funny. We might try out Twitch at some point. That's still this like, you know, conversation that goes on. Like, would it be more stable than YouTube? I don't know. Um, Does it have the video chat element? Or you'd still Zoom and Twitch simultaneously? I guess it would be Zoom still because I don't, to my knowledge, it doesn't allow video chatting. I should okay. look into that. I, it's more about the comments, I guess. Twitch. Uh, yeah, it's mostly comments and the video is the main show. But you Man, pulling people to Twitch. Is it is it simple as just like click this link and anybody can just watch it live? You don't have to sign up or anything? Yeah, yeah. You can yeah, watch okay. Twitch feeds. Yeah, you don't yeah. need an app or anything. Um, so I don't know. No, it's all just like, yeah, just keep going. I mean, I think we need to still, there's still a lot of guests we want to get to. There's like my, you know, there's people on my list, my personal list of like people I want to get on the show. Like Lemmy was a big one for me actually. So that was like a big one I wanted to see happen. Mm-hmm. So that was super fun to see that happen. Tim has like some random stuff on his list of people he'd like to talk to. And then there's like, yeah, I mean, we we like getting views, you know. We want to have, like, a more successful thing and more everything and bring in some more money to make it a higher priority and all that. So, you know, I want to get, like, some bigger interesting guests and all that for sure. So, you know, it's just also more exciting when there's, like, 2,000 people watching live. It's, like, its own interesting challenge or excitement and energy that that brings. So the, the the plan is to keep growing. You you guys are not like you know what, just like this is fine. We can we don't have to do much more than this. You, like, I re, like in the years past, it's been the kind of thing where Tim would have to dump it for a while. You know what I mean? He'd be like, well, we're taking off for a while. 
you know, just because maybe it was just a smaller scale thing. But I think since since basically the hundredth episode, it's been like pedal to the metal, like all right, it's an important thing. We got the Patreon. Now that you got the Patreon, like it's like you have to do the show. <laughs> you know? Yeah, part is that. Part is kind of like backed yourself into a little bit of a you know yeah, responsi- we're painted responsibility into a, a bit. Yeah, because like yeah. yeah, there is an obligation now to at least put out one show a week. You know, because people are paying their hard-earned dough. Um, you know, again, I hate to keep bringing up coronavirus but like that's a factor that like there just isn't other production going on so like sure all those guys have their own other stuff going on but it's it's more in a holding pattern because of coronavirus and so you know that's going to be its own challenge when that happened you know inevitably at some point they are going to have more stuff going on and so we're going to have to like find fit this into their busier schedules and if tim like goes on some movie that's out of town like that's gonna be its own challenge so it's like but it's yeah it's definitely a bigger priority it's definitely it's you know it's fun it's also just really fun you know i think everybody loves doing the show there's an excitement that starts brewing the night before the show where like the text thread sort of fires up a little bit with more jokes going around Mm -hmm. and more links and more you know chatting and then we get there about an hour before the show and there's you know there's an energy there's like definitely an energy to doing it because it's a live show you know and i think all those those guys i mean maybe vic to a lesser extent i don't know how much he loves the live energy (laughs) or not but i think he i think he he enjoys it but doug and tim come from a live performance background so like they love doing you Mm -hmm. know they wouldn't keep doing live stuff if they didn't love it yeah, I think I think hearing Tim has said occasionally like and tweeted like it's my favorite thing that I do like and whether he's being totally honest or not, he throws that kind of sentiment out there sometimes, which yeah. I think makes it for the fan like, oh, man, like we're really in on this thing. And I know that personally speaking, it's like I feel like I'm watching you know a guy that I've been following his career for 15 years getting this like really close like you know personal insight into their life and hearing that you really feel like you're part of an exclusive um a very sort of small thing. community yeah exclusive <laughs> yeah. member of a very small community uh not of yeah. a very small community but i feel like we're like you know the people that are like enjoying it while it's happening you get a lot out of the the live timeline that's moving along during it which involves yeah, yeah. so much stuff which is why I th- we, we thought i thought doing a recap podcast because i was like Man, this just this goes into Twitter. This is a whole week long thing. Like the the one show <laughs> is the one sh- we, the show we milk is it. Yeah, we obviously milk it. the you know the big thing. But no, but even Tim's letters. I mean, there's just so much to to kind of bite into. And I think a lot of us, me speaking on my own behalf, want to talk to people about it because it is like kind of an amazing little world. That's like yeah, yeah. that that's so cool, and it's hard to find other people that would want to dedicate that time. Yet we all know they exist. So. Building, yeah, I mean, kind of looping back to the the initial question about growing is like, and not to be corny, but I think it deserves to be seen and heard by more people who would enjoy it. Like it's, it's a really interesting, unique thing, as you're pointing out, that I think more people would like for one, if they if they were exposed to it or gave it a gave it a shot, and for two, it sort of deserves to have a little more attention on it in terms of. Tim's 
career and Vic's career. I think Vic, a big one is, you know, Vic does these videos and has a big following that I don't know how much crossover there is where this is a different side of Vic's personality that comes out. Um, so Vic's got to get, you know, why doesn't Vic make, you know, promo the show a little more? He's such selfish political videos, you know, yeah, like, come on, he, Vic. He's doing it more. I think he's like. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But do <laughs> no, you guys you can. I mean, do you think about, I, I nag like, those guys? You I know? mean, talking about. I mean, do you think about throwing more money towards ad advertising for the show and things like that? Are you trying to be more <sighs> homespun? Like, you know, word of mouth is going to be the way this goes. Or do you think yeah. like. I'm not opposed. We're not opposed. I did a little Facebook. Yeah, I did some Facebook ads, and frankly, it just felt gross to give them money. Yeah, at a for certain sure. point, they're such a gross company, and Facebook's so shitty that like I stopped doing it. It seemed to it seemed to get some attention. Um, yeah, like me and my wife were driving um, yesterday, and like I put it on the car just to like put on office hours in the car just to like check it out, hear how it sounds on a car and hear how the, you know, what the mix is and all that. And, and just listen. And it's like, it kind of hits you in the face. Like this is a crazy <laughs> fucking show out of the gate. It's just yeah. not like any other shows. And you know, we're, I'm just like, what, you know, and it didn't make me feel like shit, like more people kind of need to hear this because it's, <laughs> it's just like, it's a different experience and it's a much more active experience that, Again, I don't think any. I don't think everybody wants that. People like their passive like podcast. They just listen to and sure. turn out, and like they're not going to get all the inside jokes, and they don't want to put in effort, and they don't want to sit through Dom the Deadhead for two minutes to get to a really funny part, which is like it's kind of their loss, you know. All right. Well, do you want to tell us a little bit about the? Um you know, you'd spoken on the uh, on this WHL thing. Um, was there any other uh, announcements? I guess you're going to do. Oh yes, yes. We're well. By the time this podcast posts, we'll have put out um, our announcement um, that the three thousand goal, and we have some merch, some WHL merch from our friend Mauricio from Rock and Pins, who's done rock and roll trivia with us. Mm -hmm. um we're uh doing a pin a wohl pin and bumper sticker micro bundle mini bundle <laughs> i don't know whatever you want to call it I'm how just, much how much is it yeah <laughs> <laughs> um 15 bucks 15, 15 bucks, bucks. For a okay. pin and a bumper sticker and i think we'll put it up on the patreon first maybe for a day or two because it's like limited edition we didn't oh. we didn't make that many of them to kind of I mean, I don't know how much interest there is. We'll find out, and then we'll post it wide. And then Thursday, we're putting up uh, the a best of after hours to try to help get to that goal, help us get to that three thousand goal. Who uh, who edited people. that? Me. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> shit. So everybody, tune into the best of office hours and uh, sign up for Patreon because it's, there's going to be some fun to be had if they get to three thousand. What number are you at? It's twenty three sixty seven. Do you get a lot of people to pay more than five? Um, we get some ten, some ten bucks. You get I, some I tenors. We, at a certain point, we added a ten dollar tier. Mm -hmm. Probably after you guys joined, just to like say, hey, if you want to throw us more dough. Yeah, we get a few. Yeah, most there's five, but you know. <laughs> All right, Matt. Well, thanks again, dude. Um, we'll All right. we'll be in touch. Yeah, man.
Thanks again to Matt Carlin for joining the show. It was so nice to have him and talk to him. Um, and uh, yeah, go to the Office Hours Live Patreon and see all the new stuff happening and contribute and be a part of the show. See you next week, everybody, with a whole new recap of a new show. Take care.